Hello and welcome to Matt's Radcast episode one, the PlayStation 5 problem. And yes, you heard it right. This is episode one. This is my first podcast. I'm pretty excited. I'm, you know, much like or very similar to many people out there. I've been talking about making a podcast for a long time and finally decided, hey, just just record. Let's see what happens with this, right? So before I jump into it, let me give an intro, kind of what I have planned and, and where I think that this podcast is going to end up and share some of the ideas that I have around it. So just at a high level, it's this is going to be a gaming podcast. I'm not sure where it's going. I'm not sure how it's going to morph or evolve. But what I have in mind right now is talking about topics in gaming in particular. <clears throat> I'm a gamer. been playing games my whole life since I was a kid. Um, I love discussing topics in gaming, talking about where the industry is going and, you know, commenting on the big events going on. And there's a lot to choose from, right? Gaming is very big nowadays. Um, so there's, there's plenty of material there we can talk about. I also like hearing interesting perspectives from other people and entertaining perspectives that I might not have considered. So I'm definitely planning on uncovering some of those during this podcast. And one really cool idea that I'm excited to do is I'm also going to start some interviews in parallel. There'll be a separate, it'll be a part of this podcast, but there'll be like standalone episodes where I want to interview people and discuss how gaming has influenced their lives and kind of shaped who they are today. And where I got that idea really is myself and my circle of immediate friends. We pretty much all met through gaming somehow, and we've all played games our whole lives. And we're adults now. We're we're getting older. We have families, jobs, and uh, you know we're not the only ones like this. I, I like to share the stories of people who are gamers and and kind of talk about how it shaped who they are today. So with that being said, let's jump into kind of the meat and potatoes of the podcast. So this week I've been playing some. Uh, I've kind of been revisiting some games. Actually, I've been playing a bit of The Division Two. Now. This is a game I jumped in when it first launched and I was so excited. I put in, I think a couple hundred hours into this game. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the leveling experience. I enjoyed the leveling experience of the division one, actually. It's pretty fun to play through. The story uh, keeps you engaged. Um, <clears throat> but with both the division one and the division two, once I reached in game, I kind of stopped playing. I got tired of kind of the repetitive nature of it. And uh, you know, it's been a while now, so I jumped back in. And they've got a few things in there now that I didn't know about before. So they've got seasons, which basically give you credit for, uh, it's almost like a battle pass system, but there's a, there's a free version of it too. And there's different challenges and game modifiers that you can play through to earn experience and chest gear, weapons, and all that for your, for your, uh, your agent. So it keeps it fun and, and kind of rewarding to do pretty much whatever it is in the game that you like to do. It doesn't force you into anything. So that's been interesting, but the big news in that area is there's um, the Division Two team, or I guess some heavy players on that team have been pulled uh, to work on a new Star Wars MMO game. Uh, not MMO, I'm sorry, a new Star Wars RPG that uh, they received funding from Disney on. And so nobody knows what the future is for Division Two after this current season, which ends in March. So we'll know soon, you know, hey, what are they gonna do? Is the game gonna die? Are they gonna recycle content? Or what do they have in plan? Nobody knows. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. And also the other game I've been jumping in is Sea of Thieves. So uh, same thing. I played that game quite a bit when it came out. Stopped playing. 
Um, and now a lot of my friends have jumped back in and we've been, we've been, uh, you know, learning how to play that game all over again and, and enjoying the fun that that game brings. And what I really like about that game in particular is the storytelling nature of the game, not, not so much in the game, I guess the stories that the game generates. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. It seems like no matter what I do in that game, if, if I plan on, you know, Hey, I'm just going to knock out a couple quick missions, maybe dig up some, uh, some treasure chest, go turn them in. Something will happen that turns it into a, a you know, two hour adventure. And I've got this story that I can tell. Uh, that's the unique part of that game that I really enjoy is, is all the stories that, that happen while you're playing. And especially when you're playing with friends, it's a lot of fun. We had uh, actually kind of what I was just saying, we had that uh, a, a quick little get together. Let's play, let's do a couple treasure missions real quick for the gold hoarders. And it turned into a freaking three and a half hour uh, drama. <laughs> so I've been playing that one and, and that's been fun. Sea of Thieves has been good to jump back into. So today's topic, the PlayStation 5 issue, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. If you're like me, you've probably tried to get a PlayStation 5. Some have probably put in more effort than I have. Um, I will say I have not gone above and beyond to get one, but I think I've put in a little bit more effort than the average bear. Uh, I've got a, a tracker that supposedly gives you an alert when they're in stock. It, it works, but I've never been able to, you know, by the time the alert goes off and I go to the website, they're out of stock already. Uh, but I also keep some tabs open throughout the day and I'll just F5 refresh. And a couple times I've gotten lucky where they're in stock and I'm there and you know, it's man, they're sold out almost immediately. There was, there's been a couple times where I got through to the shopping cart. I see it. It's in my shopping cart. I go to checkout. I even had one go as far as accepting my payment information. And then on the confirmation of that, it says processing and fail out of stock. Man, that, that's the closest I've ever come to getting one, but I can't get a PlayStation 5, guys. And out of all the, all the gamer friends that I have, I only know one person, one person who's been able to get one. And the reason he was able to get one is because his kid woke him up at two in the morning and he happened to be on the computer, you know, and uh, just saw that, you know, they had some in stock. I don't know if he had a tab open or what, but he said, the kid woke him up. He just went, hopped on the computer, and there they were. They were in stock, ordered, and it went through. It went through. So, grats to him, but he's the only one that I know who is able to get one. And I wanted to unpack that a little bit and talk about what is happening. I've been able to, to unpack a little bit of it and understand what's going on there. So, why are they difficult to get, right? We'll jump right into this. So, the first one, probably the most obvious one, and there's a limited supply of PlayStation 5s. Right, we're seeing this supply and demand. This is classic economics. You'll see this with everything. When there's a bigger demand, then there is a supply, there's a shortage. And that's what we have right now. Now, I was wondering how many are they actually making? You know, I, I you see headlines and all kinds of things talking about how many PlayStations are out there, but I didn't know what any of the actual numbers were. And what I was able to find was this holiday quarter, they were able to pump out four and a half million PlayStation 5 units. Now, if you look historically and compare that to the PlayStation 4 launch during the holiday season, it's about the same number. I could not find the exact number, but um, plenty of references saying it was about four and a half million. So the next natural question is, you know, hey, it's, it's 2020 when it launched. It was 2020 when the PlayStation 5 came out. There's more gamers now. Like the market is way bigger than it ever was. Why would we why would we release the same amount of PlayStations that we did for our launch many, many years ago? 
Um, and that's when I found out that there's actually a, a semiconductor shortage and, and a shortage of, this is quotes, other components. I don't know what the other components mean, but this is what uh, CFO Hiroki Totoki, I hope I said, it, said his name correctly. Um, he, during a, a, a briefing accompanying uh, Sony's um, quarterly reports for their, you know, every quarter the uh, publicly traded companies have to um, disclose their numbers or financial information. And uh, they often do a brief or some sort of presentation at the same time. And that's where the CFO spoke up and he said, yeah, there's a semiconductor shortage and other components. So I, I don't know what the, what that is, but that explains why it's, it's such a low number. You would expect there to be more than the, the same number that they had uh, units produced when they shipped the PlayStation four. Right. Um, so then the question is, well, why, why don't they just ramp up production? Well, it sounds like there's no end in sight to this shortage right now. At least that's what Sony's saying. They're working to streamline their process. It sounds like there's some efficiencies that could be made. Um, I interpret it as the internals. It sounded like they were looking at ways they could streamline the internal hardware. I, I don't know if that if they're speaking in terms of like the manufacturing process, uh, but they're looking at some way to optimize the actual production of the console to see if that will allow them to squeeze out more units. But the reality is until the semiconductor shortage is resolved and whatever the other components are that, that there's a shortage of, it sounds like we're going to be stuck with the limited availability for a while. Um, this makes it problematic for us as well, right? Because uh, bots, like I was saying earlier, even if you catch one in stock, the likelihood of you getting through to a, to checkout is very slim. And some of the tips I've heard is, hey, if it's a major retailer like you know Sony or Walmart, create your account, have your payment information ready to go, and be logged in. So when it does come in stock, you're logged in, you're ready to go, your payment your payment plan's there, or I'm sorry, your payment method is there, and, and you just check out. You just click the buttons as fast as you can and and hope for the best. Um, I, I have that, I have that hooked up for all the, all the PlayStations that I was able to find in stock and I still could not get one. Um, so it's, it's a huge demand of people like me trying to click through, but there's also a real problem with bots and, and any Google search or any, you've probably heard about this. These, these bot armies essentially are assembled and they've got these, uh, these scripts, these bots that are, that are running, refreshing over and over and over again looking for new inventory way faster than you and i can do it and then they're you know they're programmatically ordering these consoles before you and i can it's not it's not a human doing it it's a script so hard for us to compete with that right and i have i'll post the show notes here in the bottom i, I put some links in there so you can see what i'm talking about if you're unfamiliar but we're competing against bots and as you know humans are not faster than programs so <laughs> that's that's our challenge right now in terms of the limited availability it's a lot of humans like you and i but a lot of bots that are that are also um you know adding to the demand and also adding to the stress of some of the websites there's been plenty it, it's been it's been better lately but there's been plenty uh, websites or, or shopping cart modules that just straight up break when you're trying to order a PlayStation 5 due to the traffic that they're getting. Um, so this is this is why I was calling this the PlayStation 5 PlayStation 5 problem. So we know that that inventory is an issue, um, but I think this might get this might be a bigger problem here shortly. And the reason why I say that I'm talking specifically about the release of games, the 2021 lineup. There's quite a few games that were scheduled to come out this year. 
Um, I have a list also in the show notes if you want to pull up some games. But there's some, you know, 2021 is really the year when the PlayStation 5 games are going to start rolling out. And this will bleed over into 2022. We'll see bigger games come out. But the reason why this is a problem is because if you're a game developer and your game is for sale, let's say they're going to sell their game next week. They've got this marketing hype. They've got this, you know, millions of dollars or whatever their budget is to market the game and get a lot of attention on it. Who's buying it? No one's going to buy this game if they don't have the console. I'm, I'm not. I'm not buying games and just holding on them, especially since most of the games being sold nowadays are digital downloads, right? A lot of people aren't buying physical games anymore, and there's plenty of data to back that up. Uh, so it's hurting, it's hurting the developers. Now, if you're any smart business, if, if I'm a developer and I'm like, hey, my game is supposed to go out in March, but nobody has a PlayStation 5 yet. They're not available. What am I going to do as a developer? You know, think about it for a second. Am I going to launch the game and just, you know, take the loss? Because games sell the most during that, you know, that first week. That's when all the hype's there. That's when the, the marketing pay, or I'm sorry, the marketing dollars are getting the eyes on, on the new game, the new title. Um, I, don't, I don't want to risk that if I'm a developer. So I'm going to delay. I'm going to delay my game. So I think that's what we'll see. If these, if these consoles cannot make it out, to people like you and I who want to play on the on the PlayStation 5, I just think the developers are going to have no choice but to delay everything uh, until it makes sense business-wise for them to, you know, put in the money to market the game and and be able to bank on that day one launch being successful. And right now, I think it's it's too sketchy. There's not enough people out there with the PlayStation who will buy one. So, you know, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping whether it's, you know, this semiconductor shortage gets solved pretty soon, or if they find a way to streamline their manufacturing of the PlayStation 5, whatever it is, I hope that, I hope that they're able to get more units out faster. Uh, because I also think that if there's, if they're, if they continue to have these like limited releases, the bots are just going to keep buying them. And if they control the inventory, they control the prices and we're not going to be able to get away from these inflated prices. Now, I'm sure there's some economist out there who understands these relationships way better than I do. But I, I think I think if there's a mass drop of PlayStation 5s, if there's a massive inventory that gets released, there's no incentive for the bots. I, I don't think the bots would buy all of them if there's a lot out there because, um, or, or just how, what about like physical units in Target and stuff like that? Some stores I've heard we're trying to sell them in-store pickup only to fight bots, but you can't do that right now with coronavirus. So maybe when that clears out, I know the vaccine's rolling out in a lot of places. So maybe sometime this year, or, or maybe we are really looking at 2022 where I can walk in a store and buy a PlayStation 5. That's a way to combat the bots. Um, that's kind of funny to me too when I think about it. I, I don't like going to the store. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of being able to purchase things online, but... If I can't buy it and I have to go to the store, I guess that's that's going to point me back to the brick and mortar stores, uh, which are having a hard time right now. And so that's kind of interesting how how it works out. So Sony, yeah, Sony has to ramp up production. They have to figure that out. If not, I think that the 2020, 2021 lineup of games are going to have to be delayed. Unless it's a Sony exclusive, Sony Sony can launch the game because they're... Uh, they, well, actually, I was going to say they're making money off the PlayStation 5s, but I was just reading that they're not. They're actually taking a loss on every unit. Um, so maybe that's not the case. Maybe if it's a Sony game, they want to hold off as well. But I did see that they launched a game the other day, Destruction Destruction All-Stars. I think that's the name of it. 
Um, I don't know if that's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Uh, so maybe it's still selling on PlayStation 4 or whatever other platforms. But I, I think if it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive game or something that's truly next gen, the play is to delay the launch of your game until you know there are people who will buy the game because they have PlayStation 5s. That's unfortunate. It is what it is. But I, I think that's the way it's going to play out. All right. Well, that was it. That was the first episode in the books. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, we're just going to figure this out as I go along. First podcast, lots of lessons learned. Just looking at the timeline right now, I thought it would take me a lot longer to talk about that. I was thinking this would probably be 20 or 30 minutes, and I'm at 16 and a half minutes right now. So maybe I need to add a little bit more depth or maybe talk about multiple topics in each podcast. Um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to do the interview style podcast, uh, looking at how gaming has shaped the individual who we are today. And I do have somebody lined up for my first one. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get around to that one, but I'm excited to do it. So um, that'll, that'll probably be uh, one of the ones I'm focusing on soon. So anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, I'm going to get better and kind of refine how this looks and try to make it uh, a better experience for myself and for you, the listener. So if you have any feedback, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can find me. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Matt Radical Live. Those are my handles, Matt Radical Live. Uh, just reach out, ping me. I'll take a look. I don't have an email or anything set up for this podcast. Maybe I'll do that later on if, if uh, you know, I end up getting people who are listening to it. But for now, just hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, and I'd appreciate any feedback. Uh, so thank you. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed uh, kind of listening to my perspective on this issue with the PlayStation 5, and I hope they can solve it soon. Thanks again, and have a great week.